Hey guys and welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then we hope you enjoy today's episode. But what is this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the Surf Coast in Australia. Why do we do it? Well, we think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. Our guest for this episode of the podcast is a hugely talented illustrator called Fabiana Aguila. Fabi is an illustrator currently in the process of making the move from Melbourne to the surf coast and before that from Spain. She was born on the northern beaches of Spain and raised between Senegal, Canada and Spain. She has been moving from country to country from a young age and spent a long period of time in France, Ireland, Italy, the Caribbean and for the last year, or the last three years actually, Australia. So Fabi comes from a family of creatives. Her dad's a surfer, her grandma's a portrait painter and pianist, and her mum is a photographer and screenwriter. She's got the arts and illustration as part of her DNA. There's so much packed into this episode of the podcast, so we hope you enjoy it. Leave us a rating on iTunes after the episode, or better yet, share the podcast with one friend. That would really help us out and help spread the word for the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Ben Hucker. Doing today's intro will be co-host Jess Mellington. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 39 of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. We're interviewing the lovely Fabiana Aguila. Aguila. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> butchered that, Jess. <laughs> Thank you to you. Hello. Hola. I'm happy. Hola. I'm happy to be here today. It's great to have you on the, on the podcast, Fabi. Let's get your last name right for, for starters. So, Aguila? Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. <laughs> it would be in Spanish. Aguilar. Aguilar. Yes. <laughs> Muy bien. Well, welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'll let Jess go on with the intro. Uh, so, we like to get to know the guests. So, we have a little segment called Breaking the Ice. So, I'll just ask you seven questions and you can just let us know a bit about yourself as much or as little as you like. So, okay. number one, where were you born? I was born in La Coruña, which is northeast of Spain. La Coruña. La Coruña. La Coruña. La Coruña, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's where Zara, Zara is, where Zara was born. Ah. Oh, wow. That sounds really exotic and nice. Is it, is it, <laughs> is it that in reality? Yeah. The weather is not that exotic. The city is amazing, but the weather is not that exotic. It's really raining all the time, but yes. And that's it's the amazing. northern beaches of Spain or is that an inland yes. city? Oh, it is. No, 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 but right at the beach, northeast oh. of Spain, yeah. That's the same as Torquay, surf coast. Yes, exactly. What's the surf like there? There, there's a lot of surfs. Actually, there's a competition running every year, the Patin Classic. So it's it's there in La Coruña, and Wait, which yeah, classic? Like it, patin, Patin, Patin Classic is the okay. name of the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's from the QS. Oh yeah, the qualifying and, series. Yes. So it's yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fishing area and a wine area as well. So pretty much, um, it's where all the the big fish, uh, no, how to say it? Like, is the main, is where all the fish of Spain pretty much it's fished. Oh, it's it's a very better. fishy, fishy area and uh, white wine as well. Oh, so, wow. The gastronomic, gastronomic area, yes. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> so the home of food and fisheries, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go for, to a fish restaurant and you say, oh, I want a mariscada, 
it's like you want the fish of that area. It's ah. like where all the lobsters come and, you know, all the shellfish. Yeah. So you have Porto yeah. and then there's the border and it's all this coast. So do you speak Portuguese as well? No, I don't. No. That's, that's my next goal. I speak four languages, but not Portuguese. Not yet, but it will wow. come for sure. Only four <laughs> languages. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living pretty much in seven countries, so that's crazy. Like we in Australia, we learn one we, one language. We're so lazy, and you guys speak four or five languages just like like that. Oh, because you don't need them here. Yeah. Like you know, if the only person that you can interact with will be tourists, and they all speak English. They don't come to Australia without speaking English, which yeah. in Europe is kind of common. You know. You take a two-hour flight and you are in another country, so everyone speak a little bit of everything, nothing yeah. deep, but a little bit just you know to have a kind of conversation. CC, yeah. I see. <laughs> but all we need to learn is a little bit of Balinese, and we're set. But actually, there are lots of Aussies, Sydney, Melbourne. I think know a lot of Dutch and German and. Uh, actually, Spanish is quite popular too. I think Spanish is bigger than English, isn't it? Like, like it's like Mandarin, oh, then Spanish, German, then maybe. English. Uh, the Spanish, I think, is the fourth language. The third oh. is French because there's a lot of French colonies. And yeah. then the fourth is Spanish because South America, they all speak Spanish except in Brazil. So, yeah, yeah we are pretty much everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> number, question number two, do you have a fa- favourite activity to zone out or chill out? I have too many. <laughs> I can just <laughs> just one. But uh, I, well, what I will say is like trying new restaurants. Oh, trying new restaurants will be like I travel a lot, and everywhere I go, it's like okay, what's the local restaurant? What's the local food? I don't know. Being Spanish, I think the food culture is so important. Mm-hmm. It's very in our DNA that I think everything turns around the table. So. Yeah. Pretty much trying restaurant will be the number one. And then number two will be sport related. What do you play? Eating it, eating and sport. <laughs> eating and sport. So I love swimming. I love biking. I love surf. I love yoga. Oh, I love cool. running. So pretty much every, <laughs> a That's lot a good of balance. activities. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of activities. Too yeah. many. Actually, <laughs> you're in a great city of the world. You're currently in Melbourne, but making the transition to the surf coast. So Melbourne, big on one, food and two, sport. You must be loving it. Yeah, yeah. I love it, but I miss a little bit the nature here. Yeah. It's an amazing city. You have everything. Yeah. But it's way too big for me. Yeah. Like five million is too much, too much people, too much houses, too much streets, yeah. too much of everything. So I just want exactly the opposite, like, be quiet, yeah. the noise, birds, nature, the sea, that's it. <laughs> well, come to the surf coast. When, when, are you, when are you planning to move exactly? This winter. So I'm still, I'm not sure what month, but July, August, September. Yeah, we understand where you're coming from. I had 12 years in the city of Melbourne and just grew out of it. So surf coast is just amazing, different world. And if you do all those activities, you're going to love it. Question number three, Jess. Um, are you a full-time or part-time creative? Full-time. So I work as an illustrator and as well as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now with the internet, you work pretty much worldwide. You're not 
connected only to one region. Like I have a lot of uh, customers in the US and in Europe. So yeah, it depends if the month. Sometimes I have more illustrations. Sometimes I have more graphic design, but it's growing pretty quickly, you know, from one person's referring to another one. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, your illustrations are just crazy. Like you see them on Instagram and they're just like, wow. I actually thought... The one especially of Mick Fanning, which we posted on our feed, a lot of people saw that and it was a huge reaction. I actually oh, thought that cool. was an image and you put that background in as like art. But you, that is illustration. So the, it's pure illustration, black and white, and then the background is the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Oh. My interpretation of the Great Barrier Reef, the um, aerial point of view. Yep. But I did it with the oil digital paint. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, well, so. one of our prior guests, you, I'm, I'm sure you're probably familiar with his work. It's uh, Jay Cross, illustrator, based on the on the Surf Coast. Yes, does yes. like lots of skeleton skeletons and things. Yes, he was, he was big on digital work. as well. I follow his work. I think it's it's all illustrators right now. You need to be up to what technology is giving you. Like it's huge tools that you need to take advantage of it. If you're working still like. Um, painting properly with brush at school, but you cannot scale it that quickly. Like if you do it digitally, because you can share it straight away to your social media. So the other way you need to take a photo or scan it and then put it on Photoshop, change the color. So, you know, it's much more slower process. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's really mandatory for everyone right now doing any type of illustration to use digital tools. Sure. Yeah, it's some amazing work and, yeah, look forward to chatting a little bit more about how you go about it. But uh, question number four, Jess, uno, dos, tres. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Tres. Oh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. cuatro. There you go, got it. <laughs> uh, number four, do you prefer camping or glamping? So to be honest, I never did glamping. Yeah, I think it's more an Australian thing. It's, <laughs> it looks very fancy and cool. Um, I'm a definitely a camping person. So yep. my family lives in France and the south of France is kind of famous for the campings they have. Like they've, It's like a, an attraction park. You have everything in the camping, you know, from, um, you know, these kind of water tubes. You have supermarkets, surf schools, um, all type of rentals. Uh, basketball fields, football fields, volleyball fields, bike renting. Mm. So camping there is pretty much like the whole um, holiday family trip. You go there with your friends, everybody's hanging out. So it's camping for sure. Camping there for sure. And here I think is the way to access places that with glamping you couldn't. Yeah, that is very true. Thank you. Glamping requires so many stuff to put in place. And yeah. Australia is so wild that if you just go with your car and your tent, oh, look, this is a remote road. Oh, let's go in there with glamping. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. 3,000 so, miles to Western Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so camping, camping for sure. Actually, just done that. Have you done much travel in Australia today? Um, a big? little bit. So from Brisbane to Sydney, pretty much I did this coast and then here in Victoria. 
And that's it because I've been here only for three years, but we had COVID and then I've been traveling back home and to the Caribbean as well in these three years. So not that much in here, but I will for sure. It sounds like such a cool lifestyle, like France and then Caribbean. and Yeah. (laughs) Actually, in the intro, I said that you lived in Senegal for a bit. What was it like living there? Um, I was very, very little. My sister was born there. Um, Now Senegal is pretty exotic, Mm. but back in the days it was not. There was no internet. So, you know, phone calls were very expensive. You know, technology changed so much. Like right now you find it's like, oh, I want to go there. And back in the days it was kind of dangerous. There was a lot of um, tropical disease. This yeah. still, but it was it was kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, not that more. It's much more popular, let's say. Yep. So cool, but a very, very, very cool experience. Very, I'd love very, to go there. It it opened your eyes so much to what is the world and what is like to be in a poor place, people that really they don't have food. Um, yeah, a lot of people with malaria. Mm. But then in the creative side, you discover a colorful world. So all yeah. Africa in general, they have a lot of fabrics mm-hmm. full of patterns and ball colors. So this is just like unbelievable, amazing uh, from a cre- creative perspective. Yeah, I've seen some of the, some of the surf videos coming through Senegal. Senegal is on the coast, right? I get I get confused yes. between Namibia and Senegal, but Senegal's on the yes. coast, isn't it? That's where all the pirates yes. used to hang out and Exactly. Yes, it's yeah. on the coast. Dakar is right on the coast as well. Yeah, it's it's pure, pure uh, let's say a wild trip. You go to the essence yeah. of traveling, no <laughs> yeah. comfort at all and you don't know it's better to go without expectation and be completely open to whatever happens because yeah. you are in a third country world. So yeah, many surprises. I don't know. It's there's, actually, there's a, a Spanish surfer called Kepa Cero that he did a project. It was in 2010 called five wave, uh, five continents. And he started the first wave in, in uh, Namibia. And everything is on YouTube when you can see, how wild and pure is the place and the people they are uh, they don't know what is the first world so they are like i don't know it's <laughs> you see in a completely different story you interview the kids and it's unbelievable unbelievable yeah. africa super recommended super super recommended i can imagine a surfer rocking up with a quiver of surfboards blonde hair blue eyes they must be just uh, <laughs> well where, where are you from what planet are you from <laughs> oh yeah and this it's already happening if you go to Morocco, which is not even, yeah. let's say, the deep Africa. You go to Morocco, just having your hair in a different color, a different yep. color of eyes, and everyone is looking at you on the street like you were out of another planet. They will come to you, kind of take photos with you. They try to offer the products. It's And it's Morocco, which is kind of like yeah, second it's fairly world, European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to the deep middle Africa. It's not like yeah, sub-Saharan it's Africa. Like it's, it's Morocco. Oh my it's, God. it's a swim yeah. to Portugal. Nigeria, Ghana, all these countries are like... Yeah, that's... So Senegal kind of sounds like Laos. It's like it's hardcore. There's no, there's no glamping in Laos. No, 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 no. No glamping, not even camping. <laughs> not even camping. You need to be careful where you put your tent. 
Yeah, <laughs> what you totally. get is a mosquito net. Oh, mosquito! Yeah, you need you need to be careful with mosquitoes. There are like two centimeters mosquito, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you can yeah you can have uh, the malaria pretty quick. So malaria, yeah, yeah. yeah you need to actually, I found out when I was traveling that mosquito is a, a Spanish word. Oh, is it really? So. Is it? Mosquito. Oh, we call it mosquito. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> mosquito with a no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question number. <laughs> Five, Jess. Um, Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Cinco. <laughs> I can never remember the numbers in isolation, but I have to say them <laughs> to get the number. That's cinco. Yeah. Got it. All right. So do you have a favourite TV series? Um, what I said that the, from these last two years, the one that really shocked me and really impacted me, I think it's the story... The photography, it's Chernobyl from a HBO. Oh, it's a yeah. short yeah. series, five chapters. This one was a really wow series. But right now I'm watching Riviera on SBS. I, I really like a European series, especially yeah. French, French yeah. and English series. So SBS is a good place to watch that yeah. kind of series. Yeah. But if I have to say one, I would say La Casa de Papel because I'm Spanish. So What's La Casa de Papel is a very, very La Casa de Papel. It's on it's Money Heist. It's on Netflix. Oh, ah. right. It's a very, very, very good series. So yeah, in that case, I, I need to be proud of Spanish to say yeah, La Casa de Papel on Netflix. <laughs> actually, I think we've seen that one, and they dub over it with English. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. I actually prefer it if it was in Spanish and they just did subtitles, but they dub over it oh. in English, and I just I can't watch it. Oh yeah, but what? Yeah, the, I would recommend to watch it in Spanish. Yeah, um, it's the one that all of them have like a city name: Tokyo, Berlin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, question number six: We normally ask, "Where's your favorite place to go for a coffee?" But I'm going to ask you, "Where's your favorite place to go to eat in Melbourne?" Well, how do you decide? Let's. Melbourne. I decide. I. I. I went not long ago to a restaurant where there was a total surprise in Fitzroy, which is Aboriginal food. Yeah. And I loved it. Charcoal Lane, it's called. Charcoal Lane? Charcoal Lane, Aboriginal food. Because cool. Australia doesn't have like a very proper, let's say, yeah. kind of dishes. So this is yeah. not an Australian restaurant. So yeah. this one, a friend of mine said, oh, I discovered this restaurant. I said, like, okay, I want to go. So these Aboriginal paintings there and then these Aboriginal stuff and then a lot of, you know, kangaroo, emu food. Ah. And they use a lot of uh, bush plants as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So I would say this one. Right now is my favorite here in Melbourne. Charcoal. It's very yeah, interesting. Let's go in Fitzroy. Yeah. Fitzroy. Ger- Gertrude. I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Gertrude. Street. Gertrude Street, yes. Yeah, that, uh, we're, we're heading to Melbourne on the weekend, so we're going to have to check that out, Jess. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe Sunday yeah. afternoon. Have it, I, can't, I can't remember the last time we sat down, had a coffee and a meal in Melbourne, given Corona and all the rest. But catching so up with some mates on Saturday night, so I might check that out Sunday. We've got one more question for you for breaking the ice. Um, what is it in Spanish, Jess? Number seven? No idea. <laughs> oh, seven. 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 Cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. 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 I knew it sounded like seven, but 
And then, <laughs> um, were you busy during COVID or was it kind of quiet for you? Busy, very busy, Good. very, very, very busy because people, a lot of work I get it through Instagram. So people is at home, stuck at home and they are on social media all the time. So you kind of get is more easily be discovered. Mm-hmm. So much more people reach me during COVID. That's great. So cool. yes, yeah, super, super, super busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was like, when we finished lockdown, I was like, that's it, done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. The the hard part for me of uh, COVID was like not leaving the country to see my family because oh, yeah. I yeah. try to fly home once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So apart from that, I'm a very I love to be at home. So it wasn't hard at all. Yeah. Like, no. I enjoy it actually. I really enjoy it. I had time to, you know, take care of my plants, you know, fix all the furniture. So it was kind of cool, cool reading a lot. So yeah, COVID was amazing for me. Yeah. I think I'm actually, the only one saying that. That plant in in the background, our listeners can't see it, but it looks really, really healthy. So you've been looking after that one. Oh yeah, yeah. My my plants are my, like my kids. I have ah. plants everywhere. So, yeah, I think I, I heritate from my parents the love for plants. I have like a um, kind of a, in my balcony uh, herbs garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cooking. Cool. I have a little bit of everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's my, my tiny kids. I don't have animals. I don't have kids. I have plants. plants. <laughs> <laughs> Little green exactly. kid. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, just for our listeners, do you live by yourself? You've got a partner? Just just uh, in terms of, you know, isolation and the rest for corona, it was such a big thing for, I know it was a huge thing for people in Melbourne and I had a lot of mates living in the city and South Yarra and other places that were by themselves. Are you by yourself? Yeah, I'm by myself and actually live by the border of South Yarra. So I'm just close to the Alfred uh, Hospital in St. Kilda Road. Uh, yep. And yeah, I live by myself in one bedroom apartment and no partner. And really happy, <laughs> really, really happy. So COVID, COVID for me wasn't an issue at all. As I said, I was very busy. And I have always a lot of things to do. So I'm a, I'm a very social person, but at the same time, I really like to be alone. Yep. So I kind of enjoyed COVID a lot, a yep. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So you must be backing onto Faulkner Park or pretty close. I was living in Faulkner Park two years. Really? My apartment was, my living room was facing Faulkner Park. How good and is And now Faulkner I'm just, Park? oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Like right, the door of my apartment was opening through the, the garden. So wow. now I'm 200 meters away. I said, oh, I just want to stay in the same neighborhood. And I'm been in this apartment already for a year. Yeah. So pretty, pretty happy. Yeah, it's I love this area. Oh, it's beautiful. If there's one thing I miss about Melbourne, it's the parks. So Faulkner Park, and I used to live on Domain Road. So botanical gardens Ooh, for me, I just miss yeah. that Sunday afternoon, yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Now from my balcony, I'm facing Albert Park, so oh, cool. I can't complain. Can't <laughs> complain at all. <laughs> you didn't get to see the Grand Prix last oh, year. Oh, the I thing just... is, like, when, I'm, when I move here, they cancel it, and now they're going to say that this year is going to be November, and I think in November I'm not going to be here anymore. Wow. If everything goes well, I'm going to be in Turkey. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to miss. Actually, it's the first thing. When I moved to this apartment, I said, I have to do like a Grand Prix balcony party or something like yeah. this. But it looks like it's not going to be. 
Yeah, well, it, you'll have to settle for the surf coast and the big wide ocean instead. Yeah. I will do another welcome party there for sure with paella and stuff. Ah, paella. <laughs> I miss that. I, I, yeah, actually, I have a couple of friends from home there in Turkey. I found out two months ago wow. that they were there. So wow. it's, it's interesting, like, how life can turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. One is from school, so wow. we're all the same age. So it's very, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, kind of surprised but happy at the same time. So Yeah. Please invite us for paella, paella night. Oh, for sure. No one, a few <laughs> ones. I cook a lot, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we will do paella, for sure, for sure. That would be cool. Actually, I having a surf at Point Impossible the other day and these two guys got out and started chatting and they're talking Spanish. So there is a few on the surf coast, mm. I think. And may- maybe it was your friends, two guys. Oh, no, is it, she's a girl. She told me that uh, there's uh, one or two Spanish living in there. There's not too mm. many Spanish in, in Turkey. And not too many Latins as well, like compared to Queensland, that is, uh, there's a lot, a lot of Latins. So I think it's the weather. We like the yeah, sun. Hot. We like 30 degrees. Yeah. So yeah, Melbourne and all the coast, it's not the perfect weather for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you're from southern Spain or south, deep south in Portugal, it can be oh, uh, cold Australia. Oh, uh, it's for me, it's cold. I was raised in south Spain. I was born in the north, but raised right in the south, like in Malaga, in front of Morocco. Oh, nice. Oh, so, Malaga. Malaga. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this weather is a little bit tough, but it's fine. Compared to Canada, this is nothing. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, this is like uh, the Caribbean. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Melbourne described as the Caribbean, but, yeah, in comparison <laughs> to Canada, definitely. <laughs> exactly. It's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> Did you live in Vancouver, Canada? No, I lived in Saint Pierre et Miquelon, which is Newfoundland, so it would be on the French side. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. near Quebec. In a tiny island, eight kilometers island. So it's oh, a right. French colony. So it's French coin, uh, French law, everything. It's it's like you are in France. So, so you love it, all the French style. You have a lot of. You obviously speak French. It's my second language. So I, I grew up speaking both languages. So in, yeah. at school and with my friends, I was speaking in French. And then my parents were both speaking in Spanish to us, mm-hmm. to me and my brothers. Yeah. So, but anyway, when we moved to Spain, our Spanish was with a very f- strong French accent that we, of course, over time we, we lost. And yeah. now we, ha- we speak French like French and we speak Spanish like a Spanish. You don't see any type of accent in both languages, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, hola and bonjour. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> See, I also speak Spanish and French. Oh, yeah, totally. But you can pra- we can practice all, uh, with the paella. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of practice. <laughs> oh, um, God. Can you tell us more about how you got started in, in your creative passion? Oh, um, in Maybe, this case, you're I, talking about illustration because in the arts I've been for a while. Yeah. I started with music. So yeah. with six years old, I started in uh, piano. I've been, I did the piano career till 20. Mm-hmm. So this was like, let's say, my first connection with, uh, with the arts. And then after I moved to photography, my mom is a photographer. And then let's say that I think it was the natural path uh, to paint. Yeah. So... 
I was in the Caribbean. I was very, very bored. I had nothing to do. And then there's a shop close to my old, uh, where my parents, my parents are now in France, but back in the days they were in the Caribbean. So there was a like, um, how you call it? This type of shops where you go and buy pencils and not an art, not store, but kind of like, um, my stationery. Stationery. Yeah. Like a kind of office work. So I went there and said, Oh, I'm going to buy some crayons and some, you know, notebooks. And, you know, I started like this. I was, you know, bored all day at home. So, and this is how I started painting. And then I remember. I wanted to move to LA because there's a um, company in Huntington Beach that they do advertising for the Spanish markets, especially South America, and they were looking for creative. So yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to apply, but I cannot send a normal CV when you're per- applying for a creative job. So I spent, I think, two days with the computer trying to figure it out how to do like an infographic CV with icons. <laughs> And I had so much fun, like spending hours and hours and hours. And right now I see my CV and I just love like how <laughs> I could send this. So it's this type of things that you send it and it's like, oh, they call me straight away or they never, I'm never going to hear anything at all. Yeah. So it turned out positively. They call me and they say, oh, we want you. But the funny story is that um, Trump put on hold the type of visa that I need. Ah. specifically for that type of job so I couldn't go and I was very frustrated you know I was already picturing myself like oh I'm moving to Huntington Beach it's gonna be amazing Mm. and I couldn't so but the positive side of the story is that I discovered graphic design Mm -hmm. all the icons colors layout I said oh what is this because in Malaga this Back in the days when I started at university, there was no graphic design. Now you can, you can study it, but we're talking about 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. So it was an early stage of all these kind of, you know, diplomas and, and degrees. And I remember sitting down, talking to my parents and I said, I don't think I'm going to quit my job, quit everything and just give it a go to this. So I researched online and I said, okay, what are the top universities worldwide to study graphic design? And one was RMIT. Oh, really? So that's why I moved here. Oh. And on my spare time, I started to paint portraits because mm-hmm. I bought a book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. I read a lot. And yeah. this book pretty much teach you how to draw portrait. My grandmom was a portrait painter and I just discovered that I enjoyed it so much. So I said, mm, I could make this as a job, but then very into surfing. So I kind of blend both worlds, the yeah. portrait illustration side with the surf part. And I said, okay, that's it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to keep the black and white coming from my mom's photography. My mom is specialized in portrait and my grandma's painting and then all the traveling that I've been doing, all these colors and all these patterns. And this is the result. That's <laughs> so cool. All in, all in one. Basically. <laughs> That's the, 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 the story behind. In a nutshell. So, in a nutshell, exactly. <laughs> That's very cool. RMIT yeah, has got a massive reputation for creative and arts and all the rest. So I know it's big for film and photography as well. 
Real sort of creative hub, RMIT. Best uni I've been in in my life, being in three, and this one by far the the way of teaching. So yeah. I would recommend it to everyone that wants to study whatever is related to a creative path, just to go to RMIT. Yeah, I understand it's about the network as well, because some of the lecturers mm-hmm. are really acclaimed artists and very established artists as well, aren't they? Mm, totally, and they push you to really go beyond your boundaries. Yeah. You don't judge anything at all. And the way of teaching is very practical. Usually, you know, when you do a degree at university, studying, 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 and then after, when you are in the real world, <laughs> the story yeah. is completely different. So, yeah, they kind of prepare you for what is coming after studying. You're all finished now, done with RMIT. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. How many years have you been graphic designer slash illustrator? Three. So work, so I started like really getting a lot of graphic design work two years and a half, more or less, mm. getting more and more. So I still love it. It's I'm, I'm moving towards illustration full time, yep. but there's still a part of me that I really, really enjoy the graphic design as well. Yeah, that's good. As long as you've got good clients, then I guess it's enjoyable. Yeah. And when it just take, you alluded there, you said to your parents that I'm going to go all in on graphic design and all the rest. Do you rem- remember your thought process about going full time? What sort of, did you have any fears about what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing? Oh, I've been always having a lot of fear because I think it's our human condition. You know, we have two radios inside our brain, the Bontans radio and the scarcity yeah. radio. So you wake up in the morning and you turn to one and you turn to the other one. That's a good way of to put it. Yeah, it's, it's, I was very, very scared. Actually, I decided to make that transition with 32. So I was not that young anymore, you know, and the, the older you get, it's like, oh, I cannot lose time. Um, especially in Spain, when you have a job, to quit your job, people around you tell you, you're crazy, like you have a good job at good pay, like, what are you doing? No, everyone around me was against me, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But I was so, I think I had like a very, my parents always backed me up in mm. every decision I made. So I think this is pretty important when you have your family behind saying, yeah, I trust you. I believe in you. Just go for it. Just go for it. And I remember uh, sitting down and having a conversation with my mom and she was like, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Like now that you have no kids, you have no husband, you have nothing that is pulling you down. Mm-hmm. Because after <laughs> when you have a family, every decision is harder because your priorities is your family. You cannot invest all the time that, you know, a beginning takes. So I said, you know, like a poker, like go in, let's go. So I said, <laughs> I know what I want. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out along the way. So... Yeah, I packed my bags and just came. That's scared. So cool. Super scared. Of course, you always <laughs> have this question inside of you like, I am crazy. I am doing the right <laughs> things. Everyone around me is telling me you're crazy. But my mom was like, do it, do it, do it, yeah. do it. She was like, I wish I could do the same when I was young. And I couldn't because I had all of you when I was very young. She was a young mom. Yeah. So she's like, do it, do it, do it. So I think this, her, her pushing... Um, helped me a lot to make the decision. Even if she I was sounds like a very, cool mom. Oh, she's very, very, very cool. <laughs> she is. And your fam- as I said in the intro, your family very creative, and you come from a family of creatives. So 
it wouldn't have made any sense for your family to have said, no, don't do this, when they are very creative themselves. Oh, my mom is creative, but my dad is not creative at all. So my mom has always been like, go, 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 try, continue exploring. Yes, let's go to the shop. Let's buy more brushes. And my dad is like, my dad is doctor. So you can imagine for him, ah. his science. And he's like, are you sure? He's never saying me no, but he asked me questions that I see he's doubting all the time. And then yeah. after he goes to my mom, like, do you think she can make a path of this? Are you yeah. sure? And my mom is like, you know what? You talk about what you know, which is medicine. That's <laughs> it. You talk about this is about art. You have no idea. So you don't talk. Just let your daughter do whatever she wants to do. And my dad's like, okay, whatever. So yeah. yeah. That's like, family the- love, isn't it? It's like dad just yeah. trying to keep, keep check and make sure everything's okay in a funny way. Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a man very like, I need to support my family. You need to have like your fixed job. This gives him security, especially yep. in Spain and France that the economy is kind of unstable. It's not like here in Australia, you know, that everybody has a job. Yeah. So, but yeah, sometimes you need to take the risk. I, I think the real success comes when you go the other side of fear. If you yeah. stay in your comfort zone, yeah. To write that um, down as I quote for the episode, real success comes when you go to the other side of fear. I love that quote. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Fabi, yeah. do you have any cool apps or uh, software tools to keep you on track during the day in terms of productivity and staying focused? I discovered one recently and it's just been amazing. It's called, uh, I tell you exactly the name, ourstack.io. So basically it's like an online agenda and then every morning you create the task that you need to do mm-hmm. with, a, uh, with a timeline. You said, okay, I need to be with social media, let's say one hour, boom, you put it. So you create like blocks of work. Yeah. And then when you start in each block, there's a timer. So you press oh, play. Cool. Ah. So when you finish that block mm. with no phone distractions or anything, when you finish that block, you press pause. And then if you are under the time that you assign, it's in green. If you went over the time, you, it's in red. So it helps you to realize how much time you need for everything that you do along the week, especially the tasks that you repeat all the time that are always yeah. the same. Yeah. And it's good also for me when working with clients because I know pretty much accurate, like how long it's going to take me and then setting up meetings. I know that in one hour I'm done or when I'm budgeting. Yep. That sounds so. Can you repeat the name? It, it's not Slack. Yes. It's stack uh, stack. No, 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 no. It's our stack.io.io. Right. Yeah. And then it gives you reports in what you're spending more time, less time. And also, I don't know, I think it's a psychological effect when you see the timer going on. <laughs> It's like you get no distraction, like, no, I'm not going to take my phone. I'm, yeah. I'm, I need to finish this block because if not, I'm going to be over the time that I, I gave to this one hour. Yeah. I'm going to be over the hour. So this sounds is, really- I think, my biggest discovery. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like Toggle. I don't know if you've heard of Toggle. Yeah, toggle. I use Toggle. I use Toggle yeah. for invoicing. Very similar. And it's yeah. actually, it's really effective because if you switch tasks, if you're doing social media, 
or you're doing client work and you, then you go and answer your phone, you've got to physically stop the clock and make a new entry so it stops you from doing other stuff. It makes you just focus because it's actually a pain in the ass to switch tasks. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's good because I, with the report I can see, oh, this week I did much more client work and I spent less time on social media. And then after I see my analytics and I said, ah, okay, I can see it on the analytics because yeah. I spend less time. So it helps you to adjust all your mm-hmm. tasks as well. And then also you realize if you're spending too much time in something that maybe you could pass it to someone else and outsource it. Yep. So yep. you can be more focused on what you're really good at. Self-aware, self-aware of your time, basically. Yeah. We actually I started, asset. started tracking our time and I realized that we were spending a lot of time editing the podcast when we can just outsource it uh, quite exactly. cost-effectively. So we started outsourcing the editing of the podcast and it works great. Yep, yep. It's, Sometimes it's better just to pay someone. And then yeah. this time, uh, just use it in someone in something that you're very good at, and then you can make more revenue from that free time that you get. Well, that sounds like a, a cool tool. So our stack and Fabi, being a creative, obviously very challenging. Can you tell us about your biggest challenge to date with regard to your, let's just say, in the last three years as a graphic designer and illustrator? I can say one challenge pretty much is a challenge every day, especially... Starting by moving to Australia alone, knowing no one and a different language is kind of, you know, is a challenge every day. Every single email, I need to be with a translator to be sure that I'm writing properly. The grammar, like mm, getting to know people here to get work, get clients on board, not being Australian has been a challenge. Life in, 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 life in general is a challenge. So I, I've got so many from, if I'm talking from an illustrator, from an illustration perspective, I'm learning to draw skin and hair has been kind of challenging to have an, a realistic illustration. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah get, put your name out there has been the biggest challenge. I think not being Australian and not knowing anyone and yeah. coming from a marketing background in Spain, which is a completely different. Yeah. So challenge every single day I have challenge. Yeah. If it's not with a client, it's with the guys that are doing my stickers or if it's, you know, this with pretty much everyone, when you are source or um, suppliers, there's always challenges, but this part of life, it's like a roller coaster, it's ups and downs. So well, it seems like you've done, done really well. So congratulations on your progress yeah. today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you. probably hard enough just understanding the Aussie accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember the first two months. <laughs> like people were on the street asking me things and I, was, I looked like dumb and I was like, sorry, could you repeat it again? And I was feeling embarrassed to ask a third time, can you repeat it again? I'm sorry, I'm not understanding. Yeah. Now I'm kind of used to it, but at the beginning I was like, sorry, English is not my first language, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's challenging. It's challenging. Actually, is- <laughs> that's one part of Spanish. I remember habla un poco de español. Habla no. un poco de español. Yes. <laughs> is that, I speak a little Spanish? Yeah. Hablo un poco de español. Hablo un poco de español, like a little bit. No, I, I got that right. 
Yeah. <laughs> ah, sí, sí, muy bien. <laughs> muy bien. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing well now then. In terms of inspiration, who inspires you in this world and why? My mum. My mom. Your mum sounds so cool. Num- number one. Number one is my biggest fan, my biggest supporter and my biggest example in life. I think it's her values, her way of seeing life. And then my dad as well, he's a very, very hard worker. But my mom has been, she, um, she's a screenwriter as well. She has been uh, doing, um, doing a lot of photo reportage in wars. So she's a very strong woman. So, of course, there's a lot of, um, you know, we all have, a, we follow people in, in, in the media, can be YouTube or Instagram, but you follow what you see. You don't know the person in a deep level. Yeah. And I realized this regarding my mom being here in Australia. I had to come 17,000 miles away to, to realize that my biggest example, I had it at home. Yeah. And then every day I enjoy more and more talking to her, having meaningful and deep conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think I am who I am right now, thanks to her. So now as a daughter, I, I can only say thank you. Thank you. That, you know, when you're young, you just don't realize what your parents are doing for you. Yeah. But you realize it when you're an adult yeah. and you have your own kids. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. I'm really close to my mom and I really enjoy talking to her and I get a lot from her. So I think having that really nice motherly figure, like that nurturing and obviously she's helped helps you get to where you are or, you know, encourage you. It's really nice to hear that. So I think that's good. Yeah, big gracias to all the mamas out there. <laughs> all the mom, totally. All the mums are doing an amazing job and I think they are the, the pillars of each houses. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The mums, Actually, yeah, big shout the- out to my mum as well. She tunes into every episode of the podcast and according to mum, we have not done a bad podcast as yet. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> thank you, mum, for Wow, in. wow. <laughs> yeah, I will ask my dad to translate this podcast for my mum. <laughs> She doesn't speak English, my dad does. So, yeah, yeah. big, big um, hello from here. And, yeah, moms, moms are our heroes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for people, like um, people who would be starting out their career or their passion? Two, I would say two. Mm-hmm. One, believe in yourself. We need much more of this. We don't believe in us in ourselves. And that's why we live from fear instead of from love. So believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then spend as much time as possible with yourself because this is when you are going to really know you. And when you know you, you know what you want. And when you know what you want, you go straight to it. You are not turning around and being unhappy. This is what I see a lot of unhappiness around me because it's like, but why are you doing this? Oh, I don't know. But why do you follow that person? Oh, I don't know. And they are focusing all their energy and their time in something that is not making them happy because they don't know themselves enough to know what makes them happy. So know yeah. yourself and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. These would be the two advices that I will give to everyone, creative, non-creative, especially when you are in your 20s, that you are totally lost. It's yeah. okay to not know what you want yeah. to do with 18 years old. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Actually, I think you need to lose years 
I would sit and say loose because it's not loose. You're learning, but you need to spend time doing stuff. Yeah. You know, turning around until you really discover what you want. And yeah. I don't think this is, I mean, 1% knows what they want with 18 or when they go to mm-hmm. uni. But the majority, we are all lost. So I think a good indicator to know what's your path is just what is making you happy. Mm-hmm. This is what happened when I was doing this CV. I said, oh, I'm really happy doing this. Mm-hmm. At the end, is the real success. It's not money. It's just being happy. Like in your late 30s, 40s, when you start to look backwards and analyze how you spend your years and like, did I lose time? Who were my friends? What are, who was the people around me? Were I surrounded by nice people? Were they kind? Was I was I kind to them? Um, I don't know. I, I I question myself a lot. Like, okay, if I die right now, what will happen? Like, how many people will turn out in my funeral? I think if you think about a lot of people, you have been successful yeah. because you have been a nice person and a kind person. So, and people reminds you with love. Yeah. So I think this is the real success and it's not money, not chasing money, chasing happiness. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's a great point actually and having an impact on other people's life and measuring that mm-hmm. as success mm-hmm. rather than, you know, how much superannuation you have. I think that's oh. really good advice. You're probably learning all about superannuation. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I'm still stealing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you have superannuation here in Spain. Yeah, that's it's- true. Not every so, country has it, so no, no, no. there's an ongoing debate about whether we have it or not, but I love that advice. So believe in yourself and know, yourself. know, yourself. know thyself, as Shakespeare said. Uh, really good advice, Fabi. It's been such an awesome chat. I feel like we could just keep on chatting because it's such an epic story. I'm sure there's lots of adventures you could tell us about. Where can we keep going to follow your story, though? So pretty much on Instagram, uh, which is uh, Fabi Aguilar, like my family name, Surf. Or I have my website as well. So it's fabiaguilar.com. And then I'm on TikTok as well. I'm uh, oh. trying to be young. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Fabi Surf. So yeah, pretty much Instagram, TikTok, and, uh, and my website, fabiaguilar.com. Yeah, we can't wait to see some of those illustrations coming through of the surfers and all the rest. So Keep keep the work coming, and we can't wait to meet you when you you move to the surf coast. Yeah. Yes, yes, we will do this fire. Yeah, we'll chat much more for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Jess, where can we keep following the the story of the surf coast creatives and Fabi's story as well? So we we have the website up surfcoastcreatives.com, where you can go to Facebook uh, at, at Surf Coast Creatives, all one word. And you can find Fabi's story there or on Instagram. We'll share stories and lots of lots of di- different things. So that's at Surf Coast Creatives as well. On Instagram and Facebook. And also today we just had our first monthly meetup. So we met some people face-to-face. We just organized a coffee at Ocean Grind, which is really good coffee in Torquay. Mm. So make sure you get there, Fabi, when you come to the Surf Ow. Coast. But we had we had 12 people to our first coffee meet. So it was so much fun. And we're going to continue doing that on the third Thursday of every month. So if you can make it in April, we'd love to see you, but otherwise can't wait to meet you. And actually one more question. I see a lot of skateboard decks in the background there. Can you just tell us what's happening there? So basically um, I just uh, launched my uh, my, uh, shop this week. So basically with um, 
surfboard stickers. Yeah. They're waterproof, UV-proof. So they are designed for, uh, for surfboard. But as well, you, you can uh, put them wherever you want. And I'm doing skateboards with hand lettering and a surfboard resin on top. Oh, cool. And I'm going to be launching the first design the 5th of April. So it's going to be the first Monday of each month for 24 hours, 25 uh, skateboard decks. Wow. So wow. It's going to be pretty, 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 pretty cool. They look so cool. Yeah. Like, I know the listeners can't see them, but they look so cool. There's a purple yeah. one, black one. There's like a red one. They all got yeah, like I have some on. more there. Yeah, blue one. Yeah, yeah, I'm preparing them for um, now at Easter. At the, but there's a competition at Bells Beach, Bolts Blower Invitational. Yep. 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 So I'm doing eight skateboards for the winners. Oh, nice. And they are all different. Yeah. So they're going to be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually the first, the first release is going to be a black. I have it. Yeah, I have it there at the background. So it's all the surf beaches in Australia painted with um, different types of paints and uh, brushes mm-hmm. and pastel as well. Yeah. And then this uh, resin gives like a very thick coat that protects the, the oh, skateboard. That's very cool. Cool, I was going to say, cool. if you're trying to sell skateboard decks, you've come to the, you'll be coming to the right place, Tall Key Surf Coast. Guys love their skating. Oh, can't yeah. wait, can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> and one final question I had actually, which I forgot to ask, but you did yes. this amazing portrait of Mick Fanning. Did Mick Fanning mm-hmm. actually pick up on that? No, no, he no. doesn't. This one I just did it for fun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, do, you know, the original um, mark on his face yeah. and the Great Barrier Reef. So I, I did it actually in lockdown. I said, oh, I'm going to pay him. Like, why not? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe at Bell's Beach yeah. in a future Recoup Pro, yeah. I can give it to him personally. You know, who never knows? <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. It's yeah. packed for 2022. We've had two years without it. Yeah, next, next year for sure. For sure. Everything yeah. is back on track. Fingers crossed. Slowly, so. slowly. Slowly, You'll be doing slowly. a portrait of Mick. We'll be inter- interviewing him on the podcast. It's going to be all good. <laughs> Interview Mick on the podcast wouldn't be bad. He's It'd actually cool. he's our dream guest, so he's going to be on the podcast someday. We're just sort of like putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It will come to the universe. You put it out there, your wish, it will come for sure. <laughs> Manifestation. No, no. No, no, no. Trust me. I'm, yeah. I can give you so many examples that manifestation, it's real. It's real. The only thing you need to be patient because sometimes things don't go as quick as you want. It's not like you do like this and you get it straight away. But it's sometimes it hits you in the face and it's like, oh my God, that's not happening. Like really? (laughs) So we're manifesting Mick every night. Mick, we want you. (laughs) (laughs) Fabi, it's been so much fun chatting to you. We're going to let you get back to work and you're probably on the clock, are we? You need to. Are we uh, no, not this time. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let you get back to it. Can't wait to meet you when you make it to the Surf Coast. All the best for the rest of 2021, and thanks for sharing your story on the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I see you quickly. I see you there for a paella. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Paella, paella. Muy bien. <laughs> Hasta luego. Gracias.